in an unknown place and unknown time, a lone samurai known only as Grave thirsts for the ultimate battle. Grave has stolen a mysterious coffin from the Holy Tugan Temple, a coffin said to contain a great power. Trapped inside the sealed coffin is the goddess of destruction, confined and held at bay from laying waste to this world. Grave fearlessly travels the land, dragging the coffin behind him, aware that what lies within it was what he seeks. If only he can open it. Unknown to Grave, a young temple monk has embarked on a quest to return this relic to its proper home before anyone can unleash an unstoppable cataclysm. So begins the race to claim the coffin. But who will get there first? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So this week, we begin Martial March where we're going to be reviewing several martial arts films. This week, we are talking about the 2005 Japanese film, Death Trance. Now, let's jump right into it with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Paul, why don't you start us off with the bottom? Alright, so the plot of this movie was completely derivative of every single journey adventure movie ever made. You've got a group of people on a journey to do something, and that's basically it. The characters were bland and undeveloped. I didn't even realize they had names until I saw the credits. And there's a lot of weird imagery in this movie that just... I don't think it served any purpose. It was just weird. At one point, the one character sees a bunch of these talking little dolls, and I don't know, a bunch of... People, this one woman bleeding flowers, it was, it was artistic, I guess, but it just had no point in being there. Oh, was that all three already? Yes, it was. Wow. Um, for me, number three, the characters don't have names. You know, like you said, they were bland. Uh, there was nothing to make me care about them. Number two, the movie kind of just ends without a definitive ending. Like, he's dead. Oh, he's not dead. Maybe he's dead. But he's still fighting. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Number one for me, the bottom thing, that a lot of things in this movie just don't seem to make sense in the context of the film. You know, there are guns, there's a motorcycle, there's these dolls that are creepy as all hell, but they have nothing to do with what's going on, and they just don't feel right with the setting of the movie. And that's it for the uh, for the bottom three. Let's talk about the top. What was actually good about this movie? For number three, I've got I enjoyed trying to figure out which voice actors um, in the mo- in the movie because we watched the English dub. What um, animes I um, recognize their voices from? So that was kind of cool. Especially uh, uh, the movie that we watched before, Bio Zombie. The Coffin Man was voiced by the same person as Woody Invincible from Biozombie. That was pretty awesome. I love making connections like that. Um, the action scenes in this movie were pretty cool. They're well choreographed, I guess. And the style of this movie was kind of cool. The uh, It was unique to say the least. It was like this steampunk samurai style movie. that I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very aesthetically kind of pleasing. That's about it. Well, as far as I have to say about it, uh, the fight scenes were okay. They weren't the greatest, but they weren't completely terrible. The movie was only 90 minutes long, and when I first looked it up online, 
it said 119 minutes, so I was very pleased to see that I was only spending 90 minutes watching this as opposed to almost two hours. Number one for me, the best thing was, I mean, I was moderately entertained by the movie. I wasn't, like, engaged fully and caring or anything, but I thought some of it was cool. And uh, that's that's my top three for this movie. Yeah, you can definitely tell that they thought style was the most important thing over everything else. Like, it looked really cool, but when you get down to it, there just isn't much going on in this movie. It's really standard. And a lot of the stylistic choices were made just for the aesthetics. It was all visualizations. It didn't really engage you. It didn't have anything to do with the plot. It was just in there to look nice. Now, normally we're, we do a quote war, but... This movie really did lack in the dialogue department. Uh, again, we watched the English dub, and there really wasn't that much to go on. Plot-wise, it was very thin. You just had a guy dragging a coffin and other people trying to get the coffin. So they fought. That's the entire plot of the movie. There's a little more detail, but that's it in a nutshell. There's some fighting, some people get killed, and there's a sword. That's about it. So, why don't we just uh, jump over to our final take on this, where we're going to give this movie a score on our shot scale. Remember, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul? Give this movie a 5 out of 10. That's not too bad. I gave it the same, 5 out of 10. This movie was so average and forgettable that I just finished it about a half hour ago and have forgotten most of it. The dialogue is really lacking in any kind of substance, and the fight scenes are inconsistent at best. Sometimes they're well-crafted artistic masterpieces, and other times they're just random screaming and swinging of weapons. A lot is never explained, such as who exactly was the little girl, or anyone else for that matter. And why should I care about what's going on? I'm not sure why I watch this movie, but hey, look at this movie over here. What's this? Death Trance. This... This sounds pretty cool. I think I might watch this tomorrow. So yeah, whatever I just watched, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Alright, Death Trance was aesthetically pleasing and had a really cool style. However, the characters were pretty bland and the plot was completely uninspired. Throwing a bunch of random, seemingly pointless imagery and you've got a huge waste of time. Still, these action sequences were kind of cool, so I guess it wasn't a complete waste. Wait, we just watched Death Trance? I think that was the name of the movie. I Shit. Maybe I won't watch that tomorrow then. If you have any comments or have seen the movie Death Trance, please tell us about it here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie Space B-R-O-S. That's B-Movie Bros. Tweet us at B-Movie Bros. It's all one word. Or you can tweet Paul directly at B-Movie Paul. All one word. Now, we know not everyone likes the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-Movie that we watch... An A-movie companion, a movie of a higher class, a higher standard, and tell you why that A-movie is just a different version of this B-movie we just watched. For me, I'm going to have to go with the 1984 classic, Ghostbusters. Paul? I picked Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, from I don't remember what year. Well, I have to say that the reason I picked Ghostbusters is the whole plot of Death Trance is the Twinkie conundrum from Ghostbusters. If you destroy the containment unit, all the ghosts will escape, and destruction will be heaped upon the world. 
if you unleash the coffin, the goddess of destruction will come and destroy the world. It's the same fucking thing. Somebody watched Ghostbusters and was like, hey, that Twinkie thing, that would make a good movie. And they made Death Trance. Um, another reason. The ghosts are locked up for safekeeping in a containment unit, just as the Goddess of Destruction is locked in a coffin for safety reasons in Death Trance. Um, both the Goddess of Destruction in Death Trance and Gozer are destroyers. They destroy things for a living. It's what they do. At the end of Death Trance, the Coffin Man wishes to do battle with the most powerful being. At the end of Ghostbusters, Gozer says she's going to summon a giant thing to destroy the world, which happens to be a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and the Ghostbusters have to fight him. Fights, ultimate destruction. And finally, Walter Peck is a dick, because he's told of the dangers of destroying the containment unit, yet he still shuts it off, releasing ultimate destruction upon the world. The Coffin Man is also a dick, because he is warned of the ultimate destruction that will happen upon opening up the coffin, and he goes, that sounds like fun, and opens it anyway. Henceforth, Ghostbusters from 1984 is just an A-movie version of Death Trance from 2005. Paul? All right. So, both Death Trance and Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring are about characters on a journey through a strange and mysterious land. We are making an odyssey. Exactly. Both movies had characters in possession of an item that could potentially destroy the world. Death Trance had a coffin that sealed away the Goddess of Destruction, and the Fellowship of the Ring had the Ring of Power, which sealed away Sauron's power. Both movies had non-human creatures attacking the main characters, such as in Death Trance there were these vampires, there was a goddess, and in Lord of the Rings there was there were ring reeves and orcs. Both movies had very good cinematography that really focused on the natural environment to really set the mood and the style of the film. Both movies had the most useless character in charge of an important object. The monk in Death Trance was given the magic sword to carry throughout most of the movie, despite being the most useless character, including the little girl. And in Lord of the Rings, Frodo Baggins was responsible for carrying the ring to Mordor, despite doing nothing in the movies except getting stabbed, falling down, crying, getting stabbed some more, falling down some more, and then not fucking throwing the ring into the fire. Don't forget getting his fingers bitten off. That too. He just was fucking useless. Should have given it to Sam. So that's why Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, is an A-movie version of Death Trance. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part. Let's drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I'm going to give you some drinking games for this movie. And then so shall Paul. Number one. Whenever someone describes the Coffin Man, drink. Number two. Anytime Coffin Man switches weapons, drink. Number three. Whenever someone tries to unsheath the sword... Take a drink. Number four. When the Chosen One is finally revealed, finish your drink. And number five, because it's Martial March, every time a fight scene starts, take a drink. Paul? Every time the monk talks about the guy dragging the coffin as an inhuman monster, take a drink. 
Every time something fucking weird happens, take a drink. Every time someone defies the laws of physics, take a drink. And every time you recognize a voice actor from some anime, take a drink. And there you have it. Those are your ways to drink away this flick. Now, as we've been doing every week, we're going to rank our movies from this month. Um, pretty easy today. Number one, Death Trance. What a coincidence. I also have Death Trance as number one. So, yeah, until next time, uh, that'll be number one. And if you want to join us next week, you will see what wins between Death Trance and the 2005 indie movie Kung Fu Mummy. And again, if there's anything you want to talk to us about with this movie or any other martial arts movie, B-Movie, let us know at B-Movie Bros on Twitter, on Facebook at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros, or here on SoundCloud, leave us a comment, or you can tweet Paul directly at B-Movie Paul. That's me. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back.